Welcome to another episode of 30 Minutes with DailyStrait.com. Our guest today is Diana Talit, who is the New York Trade Commissioner for the Malaysian External Trade Development Corporation, MaTrade for short. Ms. Talit has over 25 years of working experience in both the private and public sector, 11 years as a corporate banker and 14 years in the public service with Malaysia's Ministry of International Trade and Industry, accumulating experiences in international trade promotion, entrepreneur development and forging government private sector relations. Prior to her New York hosting, Ms. Talit was based in Paris for five years from 2009 to 2014 as the same as the Malaysian Trade Commissioner overseeing the promotion of Malaysia's trade with France, Spain, Portugal and Monaco. While in France, she actively promoted Malaysia and France collaboration in the aerospace engineering services and collaborated with ABE Event of France to set up the business convention called the Kuala Lumpur International Business Convention, KLIAB. BC. Our interview with Ms. Talit today will be centered around the trade and development between the US and Malaysia. Without further ado, let's speak to, uh, let's invite Ms. Talit to the show. Hi, Diana. How are you hey, today? Hi, hi, June. It's really nice. It's good to, so, to hear from you again after quite a while. Yes, yes. So uh, uh, just a bit of background. I've known Diana for many moons now. <laughs> I think since she was um, in Paris as the trade commissioner there because I had a lingerie uh, brand then and she was helping me promote the brand. So today's interview is going to be Um, talking about her expertise um, in the same sector but with the Amer- Americans and uh, Malaysia and what she's been doing in New York because she's dialing in from New York today. So, all right, um, let's uh, drive right into the questions. Um, in a nutshell, can you please explain like what Madrid does? Thank you very much, June. And first and foremost, um, to all the listeners uh, out there, as well as um, thank you very much for, for your time to listening to this podcast. As well as thank you to June uh, Ramley for giving me this opportunity to share my experiences as a trade commissioner uh, helping to promote Malaysia's uh, trade uh, globally. So um, as per your question, what does Matri do? The main role of Matri is basically uh, to promote Malaysia export to the world. So we were established in 1993 uh, under the Ministry of International Trade and Industry. Uh, so we've been around quite a bit and we have globally, we have 2046 offices all over the world. And like I mentioned just now, the main function of Matrix is to promote Malaysia export to the world. Okay. Yes. So like, how do you identify which businesses to help? Do they like walk into your office or because I understand um, they need to have a Matrix number before you can start like a, a giving them any kind of consultation, right? Or can you just tell me like the, the steps a, a Malaysian business must take before you can like render this kind of help? Well, technically you don't have to be a Matrix members to get help assistance from Matrix. In terms of how we help Malaysian entrepreneurs or exporters, it can be categorized under different uh, different different categories. For example, uh, we we help in terms of de- developing the the exporters, what we call under the exporters development. Uh, then we have what we call the export promotion, and then the the other activities is advisory. Under the export development, it is uh, it, it relates to the capacity building of companies so when you, your question was about how do we how do we uh, decide or select which company to help so basically anybody that comes to us for example if you are a new 
just a company who's trying to understand what export business is all about. So you you go to that is falls under our advisory advisory services. So we have this unit in in our HQ where you go there and you consult with the our officers and you ask the relevant question. For example, what should I do? What should I, what kind of product can I export? Where can I start? So this is basically for people who are new. Uh, they haven't have any business yet. They have intention to start a business. So on the other hand, there are companies who are already established domestically, but they have not. They don't have the export capability yet. So how we help them, that is under, that falls under what we call exporters development. We help them to build their capabilities in terms of, for example, we give them trainings. Uh, we give them training. The training also can be, can be the categorized into a, a few, a few, a three, three uh, categories, I should say. The company who has not exporting, company who are already exporting, but for example, maybe less than five years and also for companies that have their major exporters so they want to explore new market they want or they want to expand their market share in that particular market so our training that we provide to each category of exporters based on their capabilities i'll give you example if you are already exporting to the us now you want to go to canada or you want to you already uh present in the us let's say you want to increase your market share. So we train you what, what is your strategy? Uh, for example, you know, how can you uh, approach the market here? What kind of strategy that works and what kind of strategy strategy that doesn't work? So it's, it's a very why I would say it is very, um, what's the word, talent needs to each of the companies or exporters' uh, capability. So that's how we help companies in general. Okay, so what's the benefit of having the matric number? Because I know that sometimes you have to register, right? And then I used to have a matric number before. So I was wondering, is there any extra benefit for that? The, the extra benefit is that when you register a matric mem- member, is that you are entitled to access the, uh, what they call it, the incentive that we have. If you are not matric members, for example, you know you are not be list, listed as in our database, so you will not be able to receive information. But if you happen to go to our one of our training programs, we will not turn you away because you are not a matric members. But like I said, the benefit of being a matric members is you have access to our database, you have access to the incentive program that we offer to to companies. So those that, that are the advantages of being a matric members. Okay, and everything is free, right? Your 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 membership, your help. Membership, yeah, membership is free. Uh, but if you, for example, participate in our international trade show, there is some there's some fee that you need to pay. But during this pandemic, uh, the government, I mean matric has reduced a lot of that participation fee because basically company are not able to to travel abroad so basically what they do is participate in a virtual trade show or virtual meeting so there is very little to a small amount of participation fee or, or free okay great Okay, the range of entrepreneurs that you help. You did say just now that you help a lot of people, but what about solopreneurs, like creative entrepreneurs, like one-man show? Does Madrid still, um, you know, give their hand out to help these people? Yeah, I mean, solopreneurs, it falls under, like I mentioned just now, the different category of, of, of uh, what do you call it, exporters. For example, if you are a solo uh 
what do you call it, a solo uh, entrepreneur, a startup. Mm. So, um, like I say, our help it depends on your capability, right? If you you are just starting out, you are not, you don't have the export capability. So this is that we we tell them tailor what is uh, how to train you. But if you are already uh, have the export capability, so this is this is the program that we offer you. For example, we bring you if you are, for example, you are providing services. For example, I don't know. For example, maybe animation. I give one mm. example. So what we do, we offer you participation in international trade show in animation. For example, in the US or any any market that you identify. Uh, uh, where you would like to, you know, would like to explore that particular market. So, like I say, it is for everybody, depending on their capability as exporters. Okay, great. All right. So that is all uh, I wanted to ask you about Matrade to give uh, the listeners an uh, idea of what Matrade does. So now let's move on to your post in New York. So you have been in New York, if I'm not mistaken, 2018, right? Yeah, since July. I mean, middle of. Uh, officially report duty is July, July uh, 2018. So it's about three and a half years now I've been here. I have not been back home three, three plus years. Okay. All right, great. So um, just tell me, right, how are Malaysian businesses faring in the, in New York? Like when, when you go and talk to an American, right, what, when you ask them anything like about Malaysia, right, what do they say to you? Um, I, don't quite, I don't quite get that question. Is it from the perspective of business? Yes, yes, from the perspective of business because it's a trade office uh, based in um, a very um, strategic place in uh, New York. But um, do you get a lot of uh, people walking in, asking you whether um, they want to make, um, asking you about how to go and either uh, Americans wanting to offer services in Malaysia or is it the other way around? So which one, which one do you see more? More Malaysians wanting to break into the US market? Or more Malaysians, because I know US is the number one trading partner for Malaysia at the moment. Like you know, it's been it's been like that for a long time. Uh well, I would like to correct it, but actually, Malaysia. I mean, US is Malaysia's third largest trading partner, basically. Um, oh, okay. okay. We, in term, yeah, in terms of inquiries, we receive from both sides from the American companies who wants to source for product and services from Malaysia, or also from Malaysian company who are interested to. Uh, you know, to, to find out about market here, potential collaboration, plus whatever products they, you know, the list of uh, importers that they want to link with. So we, we receive both. Um, so how do we do, how do we, how do we help these parties? For example, um, before the, before the COVID, uh, the lockdown because of due to COVID. So we have, uh, what they call it, some several trade promotion program that we we organize yearly. Either uh, we bring um, what they call it, uh, American or, or North American buyers physically back to to Malaysia uh, to attend what we call international sourcing program. Either that is in conjunction with the Malaysia International Halal Showcase Miha, so it's a old or. Uh, what do you call it, the furniture show or the oil and gas show or the aerospace KLIBC, the one that you mentioned in the uh, in the introduction for, for my bio just now. So we used to do that, you know, bring the buyers, uh, we call premium buyers to participate uh, uh, in a pre, pre-arranged business meeting with Malaysian companies in Malaysia. But now, uh, due to COVID, there's a travel restrict, uh, restriction, right? So nevertheless, 
works they have to continue promotion works they have to continue we still have to help malaysian companies we still have to help american companies wants to source from malaysia so what we currently doing i mean all our offices and 46 office uh, offices all over the world we organize a virtual uh, business meeting what we call ebs matching so this we do very frequently uh, uh, because we have been receiving a lot of inquiries. So we match them up with Malady, the Malaysian suppliers who are legit and who have the capability to supply. We make sure that those suppliers have the capability to, to supply. We, we do the background check first and we make sure that you know they are able to, to supply to, to the buyers. So um, like I said, COVID or no COVID, lockdown or no lockdown, works has to continue, promotion works. We need to continue and to help our uh, our ex- uh, business community back in Malaysia. Okay, some of the notable business projects you have facilitated in the US today. So you've been there for three years already. Mm-hmm. And um, I know in, in between there was COVID, but before that, like, was there anything that you helped um, start up in uh, like one company from Malaysia who was trying to break into uh, the US market and you also successfully managed to, um, you know, help them all the way? First came here, it was, we did not have that kind of opportunity because um, we uh, sort of do not have the much uh, what you call this uh, activities back then. But I give you one example of how uh, one of the projects that I'm quite proud of uh, that I helped one American companies to set up in Malaysia. Uh, this company has been uh, they were badly affected by the the U.S. trade war with China. So mm-hmm. the tariff, the tariff, well, they, they are in the furniture business, the public listed company here in New York Stock Exchange. Mm-hmm. So they were affected by this. Uh, I mean, they, they used to produce in China. They manufacture yeah. the uh, furniture in China. But because of the increase in tariff uh, imposed by by the U.S., and of course, the chi- China as well as, uh, I mean, retaliated against the U.S. in terms of tariffs. So their business has been affected. So they came to us to uh, to explore and ask us about the opportunities to do, to relocate to Malaysia. So what we did, we bring this, this particular company back to Malaysia. That was in 2019, way before the, before the COVID started, right? So we bring this particular representative to Malaysia to arrange a couple of business meetings with a few uh, companies, uh, furniture companies that we thought are able to uh, produce the furniture that uh, they, they have been produced in China. So we arranged, we did that meeting for, for this particular uh, representative of this company in Kuala Lumpur, in our headquarters. And we also bring him around to visit the factories back in Malaysia. So one year later, they managed to find a partner, OEM uh, partner. They, they partnership with, they did a partnership with this company based in Perak. Mm-hmm. And according to the, the, a few months back, we get a feedback from, from this company and they said they already produced, already in already producing and already exporting back to the US. And they, they, particular brand of it's a modular kind of furniture uh mm-hmm. 
uh, fast, one of the fastest growing. I mean, they're public listed. So that kind of uh, assisted. I mean, this is just, just one example of our success stories. Another example is one company who is producing, um, what do you call that? The water tank. The water tank, a uh, uh, tank for commercial building. So one of the commercial project, uh, uh, real estate development project, which is very huge here, which is not far from where I live, is the Hudson Yard Development Project. So this particular company um, supply through an importer. I mean, this importer bought this, uh, import this uh, tank, water tanks, uh-huh. uh, installed in that particular development in Hudson Yard. I'm not sure. We, I think if you remember the Hudson Yard, I'm not sure whether when you were here, um, the the vessel was already open or not, but this is a five billion uh, uh, real estate pro- uh, project. So our company, our Malaysian company, because we introduced them to this particular uh, what do you call this importer, so yeah. they they managed to supply to this, this this project. So they are part of that project. So yeah, this is what the example of some of the projects or some of the company that we have on both sides, the Malaysian side and as well as the, the American side. Wow, very good. Very, very good. And I wanted to ask you, right, what are some of the mistakes that Malaysian entrepreneurs make that hold them back from breaking into the US market? Um, I would say that it begins with company. Sometimes they um, they fail to, I would say, do a research or do analysis on their own strength and weaknesses. So because of that, they sometimes um, do not know where where is the best market to go, what kind of strategy that they can use for that particular market. So because of they don't do that particular due diligence first. So sometimes they don't even know, for example, the pricing strategies or the market trends. I give you an example uh, of the show, the trade show that we're going to organize and participate next month in North Carolina. So some of the companies came back to us even asking, what kind of pricing should I charge? What kind of uh, trend of furniture should I send as, as, as a sample for the to be displayed, displayed in the exhibition, right? So this tells you that they don't do their own research. They don't know the market well. So that's the reason why my trade is providing this, this kind of, uh, what do you call it? exporters development, export uh, capacity building. So this is one of the a few examples of a seminar that we organize, training program to understand the market, what is the trend in that particular market, what are the, the market entry strategies in a particular market. So we have a series of training programs that we offer to companies. So, so this is among the, the mistake, I would say, that company... Um, Okay, so this one, I think you've you've answered this question many times, but I want to ask you again. So has COVID-19 put a dent in the international trade between Malaysia and the US? And if you could supplement some figures, like, you know, if there's any figures of... Definitely. Uh, interestingly, the COVID-19 the pandemic or even the, the trade war with China, it works to our benefit in, in fact. So I can give you an example of some figures, right? Um, year to date figure, which means that uh, as at July, the latest one is July 2021. It's a comparison of July this year and July last year. So our total trade with the U.S. Is in, has increased uh about 35%. So it's about 41.13 billion. That's our total wow. trade with the US. 
Yeah. And our total export to the US has also increased 39%. And we have, yes, that is 32.5 billion export to the US, right? And we still have a trade surplus with US totaling 23, almost 24 billion, which is up by 47%. So if you're asking me what are the top five export to the US, yeah, of course, mm-hmm. Malaysia's main export is the electrical electronics. So that has increased about mm-hmm. 27%. Mm-hmm. So your electrical electronics is, for example, you know, your integrated circuit, your semiconductor, your diodes are used in the various industry. So that has increased about 27%. Another another oh, example is the machinery and appliances. For example, this mm-hmm. is, is your pre- printers, your personal computers, keyboard, all those related to computer peripherals, it has uh-huh. increased about 43%. Wow. Com- yeah, compared to July last year, I mean, January, July 2020, to compared to January, July this year. So uh, another one that we have benefited a lot because of COVID is, so okay, maybe because you asked me why has this, what contributed to this increase? So because of the trade war with China, Mm-hmm. Tariff has made China's Chinese product more expensive. So this is example of my market diversion. So American companies are looking to other countries to, to source mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. away from, from China. So Malaysia is one of the countries that benefit from this, right? So another product category or product export that we have benefited a lot, I'm sure you're aware of this, is the rubber product. Rubber product is the, you know, oh. is medical gloves. Gloves. Yeah. gloves. So that has increased more than 200% compared to last year. It's uh, equivalent to 3.8 billion US dollars. Mm, okay. yeah, so, so those examples. So another, yeah, another example is our Malaysian furniture. Malaysian furniture has also increased about 39%, about 1.3 billion US dollars. So we, the reason why furniture, our furniture export has uh, increased is because of the demand due to people lockdown people stay at home so they want they want to look at nice furniture so they buy new furniture for their <clears throat> for their kids you know the the what do you call this office furniture the tables the chair for people people were locked down at home so they want to have to change the, they have to have a nicer environment because they don't want to be depressed looking at old furniture so somehow this COVID and the lockdown benefited us in a way yeah I was just wondering is food anywhere there because Malaysia is known for wonderful cuisine yeah food said. is also it's not one of our top top five or top ten mm-hmm. but you know Malaysian Malaysian their Malaysian brand was already available in the market like your old town coffee uh, there's even Papa Rich restaurant here I mean one is in, in Flushing which is in, in, in New York the other one is in New Jersey so we have Papa Rich and mm-hmm. yeah I mean uh, the famous um, I would say I mean your, oh. your roti prata the kawan from, from the kawan the brand the kawan brand it's also available uh, in the US market. So all your this white coffee stuff, coffee, all are available here in the in the US. I just wanted to ask you when when you mentioned that I'm from Malaysia, what do the Mary what is their first reaction? They have uh, they know most most of the people that, that I deal with that I meet either under the capacity of you know the uh, business official or, or social everybody knows they know Malaysia uh, I have not come across any any one that say they, they, where is Malaysia no so far people that I met they uh, they know Malaysia um, 
I don't hear anybody uh, giving negative comments on or, or you know, uh, or perception as far as Malaysia is concerned. So, yeah, I would say that Malaysia is well recognized here. I mean, they know that we produce, uh, if you talk about the business people, they know that our products are high quality. So our branding in terms of product quality, uh, yeah, they, they put us, uh, you know, we are not a cheap producer and we are certainly uh, quality uh, producers of, of products. All right. So the final question is, uh, what is your proudest career moment to date? Um, I should say that, you know, um, when I was based in Paris, I got in, I mean, I started this collaboration with um, the ABE event to uh, to establish this Kuala Lumpur International Business Convention, the one that you mentioned in my bio just now. I we start because this to, to get this event to materialize is not easy because you know for a fact that this event, the partner, the event with AB, ABE event, there are the subsidiary of PCI Aerospace. They are well known for their expertise in organizing trade shows all over the world in the domain of aerospace so they have choices besides mm-hmm. especially they can go to singapore they can go to indonesia right but yeah. somehow i managed to convince them to, to establish to set up this event in kuala lumpur because during that time it was around 2011 2012 um the growth of the aerospace industry was they they, they know that it was in southeast asia there's a lot of a uh, company that in air airlines they're buying uh, you know these uh airplanes for their for their airlines right so there's uh, opportunities for the the, the repay and, and maintenance services or even all those engineering uh, services so the purpose of us establishing that a trade show, I mean, business convention was us to make Malaysia a hub for the, for the aerospace sector in Southeast Asia by mm-hmm. bringing together the global players of the aerospace industry like the Airbus or the Boeings and all their, all their main, uh, what do you call it, vendors to uh, meet up with the suppliers in Southeast Asia region. And this uh, can benefit Malaysian uh, suppliers in this in this uh, industry. So that was the purpose. So I kind of proud that this that I'm part of that with the team that make this event materialize and uh, we hope that this event will continue and benefit the industry. Oh, awesome. Okay, and all right, that is all the time that we have for today. We have just been speaking to the Malaysian Trade um, External Trade Development Corporation, Matrade for short, Trade Commissioner in New York, Ms. Diana Talib. Thank you, Diana, for joining us today. Thank you very much, June, for having me. And thank you to all the listeners out there who are taking time to listen to the podcasting. If you need oh. to, uh, to do, uh, like if you're interested to do business with Malaysia, do contact our office uh, or contact me directly, diana at matrade.gov.my or New York at matrade.gov.my. Awesome. Be sure to join us next week as we aim to interview another awesome individual for this podcasting series. Thank you very much.